It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on this Friday edition of the show. Going to go heavy on the BYU basketball today with the West Coast Conference Tournament underway. BYU men's team getting ready to host and play a quarterfinal matchup tomorrow night at the Orleans Arena there in Sin City. We'll preview that for you. We'll also catch up with BYU senior guard McKay Cannon. I had a chance to speak with him earlier this week. Talk about his final few games here playing for BYU as a senior and also his time as a Cougar and also we'll get his thoughts on the West Coast Conference Tournament as well. We'll also get you ready for all the other BYU teams that are in action this weekend. A lot to talk about so let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 8th, 2019. Thanks again for joining us today. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm your resident BYU insider here on this daily podcast, focused on all things BYU. Thanks again for taking the time to download the show. If you are new to the show, we are a daily podcast that focuses on all things BYU news. We want you to be the smartest person in the room when you're talking with all of your friends about BYU sports. So please stop by, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you don't mind those ratings are worth their weight in gold BYU basketball looking to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament if they can win three games this coming weekend and into early next week however highly unlikely that may be they have to take care of business first tomorrow night in a quarterfinal matchup of the West Coast Conference Tournament at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, BYU, there was a possibility of them facing three different teams, uh, San Diego, Portland, or Santa Clara. Well, Portland has been eliminated by virtue of them getting blown out by San Diego last night in the first round of the men's tournament, 67-47. to Isaiah Pinero had a double-double to lead the Toreros in that game with 16 points and 10 rebounds. So San Diego now advances to today's uh, I guess you call it second round game where they will take on Santa Clara. Uh, The current line has actually got San Diego minus six. They've been playing a lot better of late than Santa Clara has. So I would expect that San Diego probably gets a rematch against BYU a third matchup with the Cougars in that quarterfinal matchup tomorrow night but we'll see what Santa Clara has in store for San Diego. Um, Be some heavy legs regardless of whoever advances. San Diego, that would be their third game in three days if they do advance to face BYU. Santa Clara would have played 40 minutes the night before playing a second game, so this is an opportunity for BYU. I really believe the Cougars can advance to the West Coast Conference Final. I don't think that the roadmap to it is impossible for the Cougars. I've liked how their defensive resurgence has really led this team back from the brink of really losing the season. They've been a lot better on the defensive end. And not, and it's not all that surprising when they put, inserted McKay Cannon and Nick Emery into that starting lineup. It really picked up. You'll hear from McKay Cannon on that here in a moment when we play that interview that I did with him earlier this week. But 
That defensive resurgence has really keyed BYU's late season run. They've had some disappointing losses, none more so than that San Francisco loss. Giving up a 14-point lead with seven minutes and change to go in a game is unacceptable. But BYU is now the third seed. Uh, Likely, in my mind, I think San Diego advances to face BYU. And if you are listening to this on Saturday... Well, my apologies. The game was played last night, and I was recording this on Friday. So you have to deal with it. But I do think that San Diego advances, and it makes it tough to beat a team three times in one season, plain and simple. Uh, San Diego is a team that's plenty talented. Isaiah Pinero is a great player. He was an all-WCC honoree. Olin Carter III has been very good for San Diego in the past, and I've talked about it in previous years. BYU has struggled with the Toreros. This year they beat them in both of the matchups that the Cougars played. But this is an opportunity for BYU to make a statement, advance to the West Coast Conference uh, semifinal where they'll face off against St. Mary's. And I really do think St. Mary's is beatable. BYU lost the first of their two matchups in the regular season out there in Moraga, bounced back with a win in Provo. And I really do feel like the way BYU has been playing of late, really lends itself to just me. This is me, your host, Jay Catch, speaking, uh, advancing past St. Mary's to face Gonzaga or expected to face Gonzaga. Okay, they will face Gonzaga. Gonzaga ain't losing in the West Coast Conference Final. Um, I've talked about this previously on the podcast, how I feel like in this year, just taking this year as a microcosm, so just this lens of this year, BYU making it to the National Invitational Tournament or the NIT this year, I think would be acceptable. And I think to really lock up your spot, BYU does need to at least make the semifinal and play St. Mary's there, but more than likely needs to make the final of the the West Coast Conference Tournament on Tuesday night, where you'll likely get beat handily by the number one team in the country, Gonzaga. But I think that the NIT um, folks would see that and say, okay, BYU is worthy of getting a bid into this tournament. And hopefully you get a home game out of that because you were the quote unquote second place team in the West Coast Conference, even though Sandy and not San Diego, St. Mary's finished uh, second in the regular season, you you were f- second in the conference tournament, which has taken on much more of importance of late. But we'll see. BYU's got to take care of business tomorrow night. It's tough to beat San Diego three times in one season. It's a team that's going to be highly motivated to face the Cougars, but they will they'll be out there because in both matchups, BYU played against San Diego. Uh, BYU put up over eighty five points, eighty eight points in the first win at San Diego they won 88 to 82 and then in the second matchup at home BYU won that game 87 to 73 in the regular season finale so I feel like BYU set up to make a run here they've got to if they really want to punch their ticket to the postseason and we'll see how it all shakes out now a couple other things I wanted to talk about before we take a break here get to the McKay Cannon interview in the second segment of today's podcast I wanted to talk a little bit about Yoli Childs He's had a great year for BYU. He's a guy that we'll see what his future holds. I believe he has the capability of playing in the NBA one day. He's really going to have to improve his outside perimeter shooting, particularly from three-point range. It's kind of that tweener, but he's got the ability in my mind to make it one day. Well, I wonder if this is his last ride with BYU in terms of the West Coast Conference Tournament, whatever postseason destination BYU ends up with. Well, it was, it was a topic of conversation during BYU media availability yesterday. The question was asked of him, what are your plans after the season? I believe Jay Drew asked the question, and let's get to his response. Uh, that's not really where my thoughts are at right now. My thoughts are 
tomorrow having a great practice, having a great game the next day, and taking this team as far as we can go. And uh, obviously, that's something you think about a little bit. But uh, my focus is with this team right now, and I'm so grateful that I get to play with this group of guys. There you go, Yoli Childs, and uh, that's a very open-ended answer. And I personally think he is going to move on from BYU after this season. Just my thought, and. I don't, and it's not a great thing for BYU because you would like to see him come back. If he's a senior with a guy like Gavin Baxter in the front court for BYU next year, those two could be absolutely phenomenal together. Uh, I feel like with TJ Haas and Nick Emery entering their senior seasons, BYU could be set up for some major success in 2019, 2020, but each guy has to kind of handle his business on his own. I don't know if Yoli ultimately does move on, if he gets drafted in the NBA or he decides, hey, I'm just going to pursue overseas opportunities, a la guys like Eric Mika, etc. But I do think that he is intent on starting his professional career in basketball sooner rather than later. Uh, there's some growing smoke around the BYU basketball program about some changes maybe coming this offseason. I'm not saying anything's imminent, and I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to speak to what I've heard because I don't have it on firm, firm authority, but there could be some changes coming to BYU in the offseason, and Yoli Childs could be play a big role in that whole situation. Hopefully that makes sense. Like His decision, I think, is a linchpin for other scenarios to play out in, in terms of BYU basketball and their future as a program. I'm not saying the program's going to shut down by any means, but Let's put it this way. Yoli Child's decision, I think, could have some ramifications on the future of people at BYU. Easy enough? Hopefully that makes sense. All right, we'll step aside. We'll come back. Need to talk a little bit more about the BYU basketball program with one of the senior players, one of the two seniors on this year's squad. That would be the former Weber State Wildcat, McKay Cannon. He's become a real staple of BYU's defensive resurgence in the second half of this season. He's been a lights-out shooter in West Coast Conference play from three. Could he really be a key difference to what BYU is trying to do here in the West Coast Conference tournament? We'll talk to him about the West Coast Conference tournament playing in Las Vegas, his takeaways from his time as a Cougar. We'll get to all of that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, I want you guys to go out when you're out in your car, listen to this podcast where you're driving around. All you have to do with your personal assistant is say, hey, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have the latest BYU news right there in your ears. It, it, it plays automatically. We all use our personal assistants to, to make phone calls, write down notes, send text messages. Well, guess what? Your personal assistant can help you listen to the latest and greatest in BYU news. Catch this podcast each and every day when you're making your drive around, running errands, making your commute to work. Tell your personal assistant as soon as you get in the car. Play podcast Locked on Cougars. It's a bite-sized podcast for 30 minutes or less. We want to get you in and out and on your way, but you're also up to date with everything BYU. Use your personal assistant and play and simply tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars for the latest and greatest in BYU news. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. 
Welcome back to a Friday edition of Locked On Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. Thanks again for joining us on this Friday edition of the show. Big West Coast Conference Tournament weekend ahead in Las Vegas. Whether you're traveling down to Vegas to take it in or going to watch on TV, Hopefully you're ready to cheer on the Cougars and hopefully have a good showing this weekend and are able to uh, make some noise. I guess this is the easiest thing is I, I want to see BYU basketball make some noise this weekend. Go and beat San Diego if that's who you face tomorrow night or Santa Clara regardless. Then move on to the semifinal, take care of business against St. Mary's, and then just go play free and loose against the number one team in the country in Gonzaga. I, I, I really feel like BYU has nothing to lose this weekend. Just go out there and lay it all on the line. Uh, They have two seniors on this squad. Speaking of Luke Worthington and McKay Cannon, I had a chance to speak with McKay Cannon earlier this week after BYU practice during BYU media availability. Great to catch up with him. He's a former graduate of Shelley High School in Shelley, Idaho. He's a proud Russet. It's their nickname for Russet Potatoes. I've got deep family roots to southeastern Idaho, so it's good to catch up with him. He's played a really key role in BYU's resurgence in the second half this season. He's been shooting lights out from beyond the arc, the three-point line in West Coast Conference play. We get to all of this in this interview, so let's get to it. This is McKay Cannon with myself earlier this week after BYU practice. Conference tournaments are always in unique format comparative to the regular season. Even if you were to make it to the NCAA tournament, the NIT, what's the biggest challenge of playing that many games in such a little time period? I think the biggest challenge is everyone's so familiar with each other because we play each other two times during the year. And I mean, it doesn't really matter after that. And so it really starts over and it's do or die. And I mean, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row in some cases. And um, but the challenge of just being ready each and every day, like you said, you're going to have a couple of uh, games in a row, maybe three, and you gotta be, you got to be locked in. you got to do what you, uh, coaches have uh, placed in front of you. With this new format where they have these buys, you, guys are, you have up to three teams you guys could face here. Does it make you think about, okay, well, if we face this team or not, or do you just kind of say, hey, we'll take it as it comes? I mean, naturally, I think it's easy to start thinking who we're going to play. Um, but like you said, you got to really just get yourself ready because whoever you're going to play is going to be locked in and ready to go because they've already played a game or two. And so they've just, they're used to the environment and all that. So I think the biggest thing is just for us to be ready ourselves um, for whoever we play because they're going to be ready and we just got to match their intensity and uh, do what we do. You've been part of a, a league, so the Big Sky, when you were up at Weber State, that it's a one bid league. Like, whoever yeah. wins that tournament's going to, right. the, to the big dance. But. The West Coast Conference, yeah, they've shown, okay, Gonzaga, number one team in the country, likely to get in. Does it change the mindset of the team knowing, okay, this is a second, this is an opportunity for a second or maybe a third team to make it? Yeah, I mean, we're always hoping for that possibility, but honestly, we got to take things into, I mean, we got to control our own destiny, and that's, we got to go win that tournament to get into the March Madness. That's what I believe, and um, that's the goal to go up there and uh, do what we do and play well and on a big stage. You being a senior, this is your final go-round, wherever it ends up going. What have, I guess, been your biggest takeaways from your time at BYU? Uh, biggest takeaway? That's a tough question. That um, you got to just be ready for whatever comes your way. Um, 
1 through 15, every guy's got to be ready. they got to do what they do individually, get their work in, and just believe in yourself. I mean, it's amazing what um, can happen. I never I never dreamed coming from Weber that I'd be able to have this opportunity to start for a great team, playing against great teams in this conference, Gonzaga, just those atmospheres that we've been able to go and um, be part of. And I guess that's the biggest moment, or just my advice, just to stay in the moment and just take advantage of whatever opportunity is given. What's been the biggest key to your shooting at the three at such a high clip here in conference play? I think just confidence, and um, the guys are finding me in spots where I'm comfortable shooting. And um, I put a lot of work in this last summer, and I th- really think it's paying off. And even if a shot doesn't go in, I'm thinking next shot, and uh, I'm confident in, what, uh, in my ability to shoot three. You and Nick moving to the starting lineup really helped. Seemed to, well, it seemed to key your guys' kind of defensive resurgence here in the latter part of the season. Do you think that was part of it, or do you just hey say, hey, we had a different mentality? What, what went into all that? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Yeah. I think uh, um, Nick and I have the ability to be really scrappy out there, um, and we do our best to take the opponent's best team or players away. And um, But as a team, um, not just Nick and I, we've really – we've all – just locked into what we do as far as schemes and things like that and everyone's making that extra play Uh, a lot of times it's very easy to just say i'm going to take care of my guy i'm not going to let him score but that's tough because i mean good teams we're in good offenses and you got to be able to all five guys be connected and make that extra play for each other i guess last thing here is what is your favorite part about going and playing in vegas favorite part about going to play in vegas just being with the guys um um I mean, it's, like you said, it's my last go-around, so I just want to be with the guys and take advantage of every opportunity. And it's going to be fun. Um, just all the time together that we're going to be able to have out there. Awesome. Thanks so much, McKay. Yep, no problem. Thank you. There you go, McKay Cannon, and thank him for taking the time. And, yeah, he said his favorite thing about playing in Vegas is just his last ride here with the guys. Uh, he had a unique uh, circumstance getting him to BYU, but he's been a a, a program guy. Uh, I work with Patrick Kinahan of the Zone Sports Network here in Salt Lake City, and he's talked about Dave Rose indicating that he likes guys who are, he calls them program guys who come in, aren't the star, but play their roles effectively and aren't looking to leave, aren't looking to make waves, be a problem, etc. They're just there to play basketball and do their job. And I think that's the, one of the biggest tributes you can make to McKay Cannon. He knows his role. He's filling it. Him and Nick Emery ins- inserted into the starting lineup has really keyed BYU's defense in particular. You heard him talk about that. He said, yeah, I agree. It's something that we've helped with. We're scrappy on the perimeter. And he's absolutely right. I don't think that Nick Emery is fully back to the Nick Emery we saw before he left BYU due to his issues with the NCAA, etc. But he's playing much better of late. He was the third leading scorer in the regular season finale there against San Diego. McKay Cannon, we talked about his high percentage shooting from three. They're going to need both of these guys to really key them when it comes to the West Coast Conference Tournament. If they want to make this run to the West Coast Conference Tournament final over the weekend on into Tuesday, they're, need, they're going, to, going to need the steady scoring of what Yoli Childs and TJ Haas have shown all year long, but they're also going to need both McKay Cannon and Nick Emery to help lock down opposing guards guard lines on the perimeter and also get some good shooting out of both of them so thanks again to McKay Cannon for joining me it was a blast to catch up with him one of the, one of the unsung 
I guess, heroes of this late season turnaround for BYU. And I don't think I'm overstating that. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Had some teams in action last night. We'll recap that for you, as well as looking ahead to the weekend for BYU sports, the schedule of where you can catch the Cougars in action. That's all coming up next right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. And as we close out this Friday edition of the show, hopefully you guys have fun weekend plans. I know the weather here along the Wasatch Front hasn't been ideal this weekend, but hey, you make do with what you can do and it makes all the more reason to sit at home and watch BYU basketball in action. Or maybe it spurs you to drive to Vegas, enjoy a little bit better weather down there. I'm sure it's going to be up in the 60s or so. And maybe get some golf in and watch the BYU basketball teams in action. The women's basketball team will be in action Monday night in the semifinal matchup of the women's side of the bracket. I think that their at-large resume should get them into the NCAA tournament, but it would be cool to see them make a run and just win the West Coast Conference tournament title outright. Uh, running down what happened last night in BYU sports, uh, women's gymnastics. They scored a 197 even for the first time since 2004. That is 15 years as BYU went on the road and upset number 11 Boise State with a 197.000 to 196.325 victory at Taco Bell. Arena. Awesome to see it. I've talked about previously on the podcast how I feel like Guard Young is doing a great job building the women's gymnastics program, and I really feel like it's coming along, and this is just evidence of it. So, congratulations to the women's uh, gymnastics team. They are going to be back in action midweek next week in a tri-meet down there in the Valley of the Sun at Arizona State. They'll take on West Virginia and the Sun Devils. That'll be at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time, but awesome to see them do what they did. BYU Baseball opened their series against Milwaukee last night. Jordan Wood, their ace pitcher, he had a six and two-thirds um, six and two-thirds innings showing a great showing for him. Zero earned runs as BYU won their series opener 11-8. Congratulations uh, to Jordan Wood and the BYU baseball program. They are scheduled to have a doubleheader played today. We'll see if the weather allows it. They've already moved game time for game time one back two hours to four o'clock mountain time. But if the weather holds, get out and enjoy the BYU Cougars in action. Uh, This season, I think, is going to be really interesting. Pitching has been extremely stout for BYU, who are nine and three on the season now. And if that holds up, they could really have a good year this year. But it's still early. Got to make sure they stay healthy, plain and simple. But they've got a doubleheader scheduled against Milwaukee tonight and then the series finale scheduled for tomorrow afternoon. Games will all be streamed on the W.TV, and you also can hear them on BYU Radio. Um, women's softball started off their Long Beach State slash UCLA Invitational in style. Uh, they beat Robert Morris 1-0 in Long Beach State 11-6 for two wins over the weekend. Evened up their record at 9-9 on the season now. They had 20 hits and 12 runs in those two games, so 
congratulations uh, to the BYU women's softball team. Riley Jensen was a beast in this series so far. Six of eight with four runs, two doubles, and one home run. So congratulations to the women's softball team. They're back in action today with games against Ohio and Boston University in Los Angeles. And they'll wrap up play tomorrow against co-host UCLA. So could be a good weekend for BYU women's softball as they look to be rounding into form, evening the record at 500 on the year. Um, one other note for you in terms of what's going on uh, in terms of awards, etc. As I wanted to mention men's golf for Peter Quest. He's had a great year this year. He's won five tournaments, if I'm not mistaken. He's been selected to the Arnold Palmer Cup Invitational Team America team. We'll be playing in a tournament later this year. Awesome to see it. He's actually the first automatic pick based on his ranking. He's been one of the best golfers in the country all year long. Two former BYU golfers and Miller and then Clay Ogden have also represented BYU on past Arnold Palmer Cup teams, but he's the number one ranking in the Arnold Palmer Cup standings, speaking of Peter Quest, making him one of the six U.S. players to automatically qualify for that team. Six other players chosen by a committee of coaches, a coach, a committee and coaches will round out the team representing the United States, so 12 players in all, but just awesome to see Peter Quest doing this. Excited to see what he is going to be able to do going forward, and it's going to be cool. I, I He's joining some of the top golfers around the around the world, and it'll be awesome to see what he can do. All right, so there you go. I wanted to update you on that. Now we turn our attention to what's going on this weekend. Uh, BYU baseball, I mentioned, has their the remaining three games of their series scheduled this weekend. We'll see if they get them in. I'm hoping the weather holds and they can get them in. I know that turf field makes it a lot easier to play games in the rain, etc. If they have to, uh, ten BYU athletes are headed to the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championship ships in Birmingham, Alabama this weekend on the men's and women's side of things. That happens today and tomorrow. Best of luck to both men's and women's athletes representing BYU there. Hopefully they can have a good showing. Women's tennis is facing Utah State in action today. Uh, hopefully they can get another win under their belt. They went two, one and two, excuse me, over the weekend last weekend. Be good to see them start off this weekend with a win. I mentioned women's softball facing Ohio and Boston today. They face UCLA tomorrow as they wrap things up. Men's volleyball, number 10 in the country, faces number three UC Irvine tonight at home at the Smith Fieldhouse. Uh, they will be back-to-back matches tonight and tomorrow night at the Smithfield House against the Anteaters, a team that BYU's built a little bit of a rivalry with, a team that took two national championships away from BYU, but it's an opportunity for BYU Volleyball to, I guess, reestablish themselves in the national rankings, etc., if they're able to take down the number three team. Best of luck to them as they do that. Um, one other thing for you is, is early next week, BYU Women's Basketball, they've got the double bye into the West Coast Conference Basketball uh, Semifinals. They will be facing a winner of maybe four teams early next week. We'll keep you updated on that. We'll have a little more of a preview once we know what's going on on Monday's edition of the podcast. So there you go. Uh, the rundown of what's going on. Oh, and sorry, one other thing. Excuse me. I do need to mention this early because it happens early next week and that is the Zone E Diving Championships for the BYU Men's and Women's Swimming and Diving Teams. It's in Flagstaff, Arizona. 
on the campus of Northern Arizona. That starts Monday and runs through Wednesday, so best of luck to the BYU Divers as they compete in that championship. All right, there you go. You're up to date. You have everything you need to know about BYU sports this weekend. They'll be all over BYU TV, the W.TV. The men's basketball game will be on ESPN2 at 10 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow night. Don't forget to set your clocks ahead. It's time to spring forward. It's daylight savings time, so make sure you check that out and make sure you take care that so that way you're not late to church or whatever you got going on Sunday. You don't want to be an hour off. Uh, make sure you set your clocks. A lot of people's phones do it automatically like mine does, but your other manual clocks, make sure to set them forward. All right. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Make sure to use the feature on your phone, your personal assistant, and tell it play podcast Locked On Cougars and you'll always be up to date on the BYU news. Best of luck to the BYU men's basketball team tomorrow night. We'll recap everything for you on Monday's edition of the show. BYU football continues on with spring ball. We'll have some availability next week. We've also got some interviews stacked up as well that we'll use from Ed Lamb and Moroni Laulu Pututau next week. So a lot to cover on next week in terms of BYU sports. We'll have it all covered for you like we always do right here on Locked on Cougars. Have a great weekend. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.